Hello, sexies, and welcome to season three. You are listening to Sisters of Sexuality, Five Shades of Play, and I am Taylor Sparks, your host and sex goddess for the evening. We are here for the purposes of educating, entertaining, and informing you in all areas of sexuality, sexual health, kink, relationships, and the business of sex. I am so excited, as you know, I am every week for my new guest. But before I bring her on, let me tell you a little bit about her. Natasha Riley is a licensed sex therapist as well as a certified sex coach. As a graduate from Sex Coach University with Dr. Patty Britton, Natasha has learned the benefits of sex coaching and how she can empower her clients to own their choices as well as take responsibility of their pleasure. Natasha has not only worked with couples to increase communication about sexual concerns, she has also worked to empower women to make sexual pleasure a priority. She takes pride in providing a compassionate, safe space to help clients reignite their sexual expression. Natasha works side by side with her clients to reach the goal of sexual fulfillment and pleasure. Natasha, welcome to the show. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk to the sex therapist and the sex coach because I want to know all the ins and outs of everything. But of course, before we get to the ins and outs or the ins and ins or the squishies, if I like to call it, like how I know everybody wants to know why, why sex, you know, you, 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 why, why sex? Why not, uh, you know, dog psychology or dog therapy? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, sex has always been the thing. I always knew I wanted to be a sex therapist when I was little because, you know, I used to be up in the middle of the night watching uh, Dr. Ruth when I wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> okay. So between between Dr. Ruth and real sex and taxi cab confessions, I was like, I can do this. And so that was like always in the back of my mind. So then I went, you know, the therapy route, um, went and got my undergrad. And then it was when I got my graduate degree is when I started dipping my toe with other sex therapists. And actually the pool is really, really small, especially in Atlanta. Mm-hmm everyone kind of knows everyone in the, you know, in the sexuality field. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was very helpful to find out. And so I'm in it and I love it. It has its good days. It has its bad days, but I love for sure. it. For sure. Tell, tell, so a lot of people don't know the difference between um, a licensed sex therapist and a certified sex coach. So what are the different modalities, if you will, uh, between the two? What does a therapist do or what can a therapist do for an individual or a couple? And what does a coach do for an individual or a couple? So or the a way I <laughs> um, to my clients is as a therapist, we're doing like the deep nitty gritty, un- unpacking the bags, um, we're processing the emotions, we're going to the past, we're doing all of those things, um, which comes with treatment planning and interventions and all of those great things. And it can last, it can last a long period of time. So that's the therapy piece. With the coach piece, I explain, I'm literally your accountability partner, you give me your goal, I give you action steps to get to that goal. Once we meet that goal, we're done. I give you an action plan, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm more on that side by side with you. I'm slightly holding your hand, but also pushing you um, mm-hmm. because you 
say you want to go, it's it's X, Y, and Z, and I can get you there if you really want to be there. So that's the difference. And I always explain to the coaching clients, like, this is not meant to be a three or four year thing. If we can knock this out in 30 days, you know, and mm-hmm. you get it, then we're done and you can go on with the rest of your life. So that's kind of the difference. It's not, there's no deep diving into the garbage bags with coaching. Okay. And how could someone decide for themselves to seek out a therapist or to seek out a coach? How, if I'm sitting here with my, you know, in my thoughts <laughs> and I'm like, do I need a coach or do I need a therapist? Uh, you know, are there certain levels of stuff we've gone through or going through that helps us determine which we, which will be the better choice for us? Absolutely. So if you know for a fact that there's definitely a lot of healing um, that still needs to be done, if you know there's a lot of pain um, from past experiences, there's still a place of trying to understand why these things are happening or why your emotions still flare up when you think about certain situations, then you Mm -hmm. may want to go the therapist route to kind of dive into that and clarify that and get a hold on that and somewhat mm-hmm. of acceptance. Um, and when you want to coach, it's just like, okay, I want to have multiple orgasms. Can you help me with that? Mm-hmm. If you have mm-hmm. a, it's a great question. I want this now. That's more of a coach. Okay. Okay. Well, I think that's very helpful because I think a lot of people sometimes and, and you and, and, um, um, you know, you and, and a few others, not too many people have, have experiences in both areas. You see, you have a lot mm-hmm. of people who are certified sex coaches. Um, and then on the other side of that, you, on the other, you know, you have educators, um, who are just kind of giving you the, giving you the information or pointing you in the direction of coaching or therapy. Um, I know me as an educator, I, I'm, I stay in my lane. I do some coaching, but I do not consider myself, I'm not a therapist at all. And mm-hmm. I don't do therapy, you know, and, um, and my education is, is product-based, right? So I can help people on the sexual side with regards to the things that they're trying to accomplish, like their orgasm, the da 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 or not coming too fast or erectile dysfunction. But if I find out that their erectile dysfunction is deep-seated in some trauma, I'm turning them to a therapist. I'm like, oh, yep. not my lane. <laughs> no, no, no. I can listen, but I have no advice. Not my lane, you know? So yeah, that's really good. I think people need to understand uh, what's going to be best for them because I think sometimes, based on the marketing of some people, um, they make they may give people the thought process that they're therapists when they're actually coaching. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's definitely a lot deeper. And when people go that route, not being therapists, you're likely to open up a can of worms that you don't know how to put back together. Um, Mm. And that was, that was one of the reasons I, you know, outside of having my own aha moments about myself going into coaching is I enjoy being able to see the fruits of my labor, whereas therapy, um, maybe I'll see it, maybe I won't. You know, sometimes people just stop coming. So you don't know mm-hmm. if they doing better. Are you not doing better? Did you not like my services? Like you don't really get to see sometimes the growth. They just, it's one of those, I'm feeling better. I just drop off, but you never know if they do. So 
with coaching, I literally get to see them give me a goal. We get the goal and then they leave like confirmation is done. So, and mm-hmm, it's not, mm-hmm. a, not always a crisis. It's not always healing. And sometimes I need, I need that quick win sometimes for, for my, my own benefit. Yes. Yeah. So how long, so you did your uh, undergrad and grad for, uh, to be a licensed sex therapist. How, how long have you been doing therapy? And then, and then how much between therapy and did you decide to do coaching? Um, I have been in the mental health field for six or seven years. Um, I started doing coaching three years ago, three, no, no, two years ago. It all starts to feel the same, but (laughs) (laughs) years ago, um, because I, when I had my second son, so I had my first son at 20, I had my second at 30. And what they Uh don't tell you is the body don't do the same between 20 and 30 when you have a baby. Um, They don't do the same between 31 and 36. So it's always different between babies. Not the age, it's just the babies, girl. (laughs) No one one says that. And so I had just been a year getting ready for my first cruise and I was going to a wedding in Punta Cana. So I was like, I was looking good. I was looking good. Um, (laughs) And then I got pregnant. And after I had, you know, my second son, just like, it was like the weight of all the work that I did just vanished. And I just Mm. was not happy. You know, I was not happy with what I saw. I was embarrassed. I was, I was just, there was a lot of shame there to the point where I wouldn't let my partner see me naked at all. Like, at all right and so I I had to come through that because the anxiety and the depression had just gotten too bad like I think what happened was I was trying to run to the bathroom because that's where I would get dressed with the door locked um and he was trying to come into the room and I was making a mad dive for the bathroom and I stubbed my toe or something and I was like girl (laughs) like we got this this is this is way too much and so I started doing the work to love me a little bit more and that's where I fell into coaching because I was like, like this, this, I know this isn't just me, you know, and yes. here he is telling me how I love your body and I love this and I love that. And I'm like, you're lying. Like, I know you're oh. lying. You're lying to me. So mm. that's what made me get into it to understand a little bit more, you know, even with me being a woman, I don't know what the next woman is feeling about her body and what she's going through. So just to know some of the more common things and how to help women in that space. Cause it is not a good space to be in. And the sex is not good when you're in that space. No, it is. It is not. And, and I try not to stay in that space for more than five minutes at a time. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, Oh, my mama pooch. And I remember a friend of mine said, nobody gives a shit about your mama pooch. First of all, that for right. the men, that's, that's where we lay our head after we finish eating pussy. So leave the pooch alone. Right. Okay. Oh. <laughs> we we need a place to lay our head. Something to hold on to. Yes. You know, especially if you got somebody that's, you know, <laughs> you're like, wait, hold on. I ain't got no booty girl. They fall off. You better hold on. <laughs> it's more fun than Disney. <laughs> right. Right. But you know, it takes so long to get to that place of where you can go into the bedroom and it just be like a fun energetic experience because of all the things that you're taught, all the stories that are not yours. Like 
it's, it's so much that we carry from other people that we don't even know who we are as sexual beings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, having, I've been working for several years in the ethical non-monogamy community in the swinger community. And those are mm-hmm. some of the freest people, mm-hmm. you know, sex, sexually that I've uh, ever met. As soon as I met them for the first time more than 10 years ago, I'm like, these are my people. So <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, you are my people. And, uh, but even still within that community, there are some women who feel, and they've come to me and they've said the words, I, I you know, I, I haven't had an orgasm. I'm broken. I'm like, you're not broke. Oh, and society at large, you know, makes women feel that because they're not, you know, swinging by the by one foot on the chandelier or pole dancing and their whole pussy hanging out, that there must be something right. wrong with them. Like, ain't nothing wrong right. with you. Look at that man. Absolutely. Look at that man who's with you. <laughs> Right. And like your focus is wrong. I tell my clients all the time, you put too much pressure on yourself. So by the time you get into the bedroom, you're thinking, oh, my God, I didn't orgasm last time and I have to this time. And oh, my God, he's going to see my orgasm face. And oh, my God, oh, my God. By that time, I'm like, you're you're out of it. Like, tap out. Yeah, you're in your head. They're Mm -hmm. in their head instead of being in their body. For sure. For sure. Then. um, So tell me about. like how did when you told your family you were going to go, you know, your folks or your friends or your relatives, siblings, if you have any, I'm going to go to school to become a licensed sex therapist. What was their response? You know, oddly enough, there there was it was like, oh, OK. Now, you know, my mom started getting a little comfortable. Let me ask you about ah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to answer your mother's questions. You know, I, by the grace of God, I do, but <laughs> because, because I, I realized there are things that she did not know, you know, especially with helping her understand herself and being able to communicate about what she likes. So I definitely help her with that. Um, but you just, you end up being that go-to person and you, mm-hmm. you end up on even when you don't want to be on so like the funniest situation I went on a trip to New Orleans for um someone's birthday and we went to a sex shop and they turned and they looked at me because they found out I was a sex therapist they started asking me all these questions so we're in the sex shop and they look at me they go so what do you think about this I'm like it's a sex shop like I'm not quite sure what you want it's like a grocery (laughs) store for There's, there's nothing to talk about. So they start putting out stuff. What do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? I was like, listen, we're not going to do that. because It's literally just a store. It's just a store. So I always find it interesting when people find out and it's almost like, oh, my gosh. Like I'm a unicorn or something. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like I'm, it's not. It's just, it's, I don't mean it in like, it's just sex, but it's just sex. Like it's not, you know, I'm so used to talking about it all the time. And because people aren't, that's not their norm. It's very exciting for them where to me, it's just, I'm giving you information. I help you. Like, that's just the field that I'm in. So I don't get that super tingly feeling that they do when they feel like they're talking about something they shouldn't be talking about. Ah. <laughs> that's, that's that's very interesting. The, so what? So is are there times that talking about sex gives you a super tingly feeling? <laughs> um, you know what it 
It does. Like when I get to talk to women who like know what they want and they want to go a little bit deeper and, you know, Mm -hmm. they're excited to tell me about their experiences and, oh, it was really good. And, oh, I did this. And I'm like, oh, yes, this is it. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, that's always exciting for me because in my mind, I'm like, okay, if I can get you there and you start telling people about it and then they'll be interested and want to do more and then it just sprinkles and sprinkles and I'm like okay we'll get to a point where women are just like badass in their sexuality and their Mm -hmm. freedom you know because it's like I tell them all the time you think that all I'm talking about is sex but what you don't realize is how much when you level up in that area the most vulnerable area in your life you show up so much higher in all the other areas, like your boundaries, who you allow in your space, what you're willing to deal with. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just very different. And so sometimes I have to explain to them what life looks like once your sex is better, once you're able to ask for what you want, you know, once you're able to release or take the control if you want to. And I think Mm -hmm. don't realize how it sprinkles into their life when they have that confidence, when they walk with their head a little higher, when they choose to have morning sex, because morning sex sets your day off, right? You know, we're always at night in the dark, you know, before you go to bed. Listen, morning sex will have you skipping all day. (laughs) Throughout the day, girl. And I I love morning, noon, and night sex. So, yes. Well, at six o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, nine fifteen, twelve eleven, one forty-five, all day. Like it's a shift. It's it's a huge shift, and I, for them, it's always just here's the main problem: my orgasm. And I'm like, but it's it's so much more. Like it's mm-hmm. it's so much. There's so many other areas where you're not showing up. And I can show you. So you, all you have to do is tell me one thing. And I know that when you're doing that one thing in that area, you do it everywhere. Yes, yes, yes. So how do, what do you recommend to women who, um, who want to know how to ask what they want, you know, in bed, you know, what, what in direction do you give them? You know, let's say it's a woman and she's, you know, in her early thirties and she's only had a couple of partners and, you know, she doesn't know a lot, what, how, but she wants to know more, but she's afraid to, you know, how do you, how do you help her learn to, you know, mm-hmm. what do you suggest to her to get what she wants? She, she needs to know what she wants. Mm-hmm. She needs to know. A lot of times they don't know, like they're going in there. Like my favorite thing to say is, so you putting on this scavenger hunt for your partner and you don't have an answer key. And so you just like find it, but they don't know what they're looking for. Mm. And so then you, you get frustrated because they don't know. They frustrated because they don't know. And now both of y'all are upset and you're thinking that this is the worst sex ever. It is very, do I want to say irresponsible? Mm. No, I'm not going to say irresponsible. I'm going to say it's very unrealistic for mm-hmm. um, go to the bedroom and give the power to someone that does not know your body and say, here please me, make me feel good. What? Mm, mm-hmm. But that's what we're taught. Like no one, no one teaches as we grow up, what does it mean to know what you like and not, 
you know, it's, it's not just about the breast. It's not just about the vulva and the vagina. Like it's about what, what flavors do you like? What smells do you like? You know, do you have your, do you have your mother-in-law's picture next to the bed? Are you looking at ugly wallpaper? Are you, do your sheets feel like sandpaper? You know, Mm -hmm. like it's, it's a lot more than just those main parts, but it's, it always starts with the main parts. And I'm like, do you realize you have a lot more body than just those? Right, right. It's more than just the genitals and more than getting to the last spot as the orgasm, because there's a whole pleasure thing that happens before then. You know, and that's all, but you know, that's always the question I get. How do I know what I like? How do I know? Mm -hmm. And I'm always, baby, you got to get into them five senses. Let's, let's start with those five senses. Was, when is the last time you felt like you had an orgasm in your mouth when you ate something? You know, a like mouth, a mouth orgasm. Yes. I just had some the other day. <laughs> you eat something and you're like, it is not possible that this is so good. Like one of those meals where you look down and it's gone and you feel that tear drop down your eye. Because <laughs> it's gone, you know, or like for me, my lavender candles. Oh, my God. Like mm. lavender candles. And, and vanilla, I absolutely, absolutely love it. Like it just sets me, it just relaxes me, calms me. And so they, they find it hard to believe that it could be that simple as introducing mm-hmm. a vanilla candle into the room. And I'm like, no, it doesn't have to be that hard, sis. Like it doesn't. Yes, 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 yes. Do you think that... Um... <sighs> Do you, so uh, another question, do you think when you have women who, who can, can ask for what they want, but they have trouble saying no, meaning they have trouble setting boundaries, like mm-hmm. they won't tell their partner, I don't like anal, and they keep mm-hmm. putting up with the fucking anal. <laughs> How do we structure those words to tell our partner without hurting their feelings or who gives a fuck if their feelings are hurt everybody's grown right they'll get over it that's my this is why I do, this is why this is why I don't do therapy because that's how I talk to me I'm like I'm the fuck no so this is why I don't do therapy because I, I you know so what do you See, suggest for people that on that end you know, you think that way okay I think that I just don't say it out loud <laughs> yeah I say it yeah so I think one of the biggest mistakes people make is trying to have that conversation in the middle of the act. Uh-huh. Um, like knocks down the ego of anybody, male or female, when you're, when you're critiquing them in the middle of the act, you knock them down some notches. And so I'm always saying, do you have regular check-ins with your partner where you just sit and you talk about vulnerable things where you try to get to know each other because even though you could run around and say, I know everything about my partner. It's, it's not possible because your, your partner doesn't even know everything about themselves. We're evolving and changing and growing every day. Um, mm-hmm. And so taking the time outside of this adulting life that we do, that we can end up on autopilot, not paying attention to each other and becoming roommates and business partners and making sure the bills are paid and taking care of the kids and forgetting like that important part of connecting on that deeper level. Like when you were dating, you know, I always say, so when do you meet and talk and chat and not talk shop like, oh, the bills and oh, the renovations on the house. But when do you really like sit and talk? Majority, mm-hmm. majority don't do that. 
they don't do it. So, so I'm like, okay. So because they don't, you think because they don't do that, they have trouble telling their, they have trouble setting their boundaries because it is kind of yeah. lost in the mire and the muck of the day-to-day of the relationship. Yes, Taylor. And a lot of times, believe it or not, the people, they could be together for years. They are so uncomfortable having that conversation. Mm. They are so uncomfortable. Like they'll come to me. It's awkward. I don't know how to start the conversation. Mm -hmm, And I'm like, mm -hmm. I've been together how long? What? Okay. Well, that's fine. That's fine. We're going to start from the very beginning. We're going to start with the expectations and the boundaries. And y'all going to sit and tell each other what you do and don't like, you know, Mm -hmm. and then if there's a problem and feelings come up, then we're going to take a time out. And we're going to document this. And when you come back to me, I want y'all to tell me where your feelings were and we can go by it, you know, piece by piece. And mm-hmm. it, not, but a lot of times, because self-centered race, we're always being defensive and not listening. So the minute we mm-hmm. hear a criticism, like, oh my God, a shot to my heart. How dare you? I'm perfect. And like now, <laughs> now I'm listening not listening to what you're saying and it's not being said to hurt your feelings we all we all can do better in some areas it is it just is what it is we're not Mm -hmm. perfect doesn't exist um and so I have to really soothe my clients so that they are able to hear hear and express when things because you can say that hurt my feelings Mm -hmm. I don't know where people got this notion like I can't say that that hurt my feelings or I'm a little embarrassed by that, you know, like this is the person you choose, you chose to do the game with like this, this y'all in the game. And, and well, not, to, not to mention everybody's adults here. Uh, and, and I have literally been with my husband talk at, at a, like a house party talking to people and end up talking to the husband about, oh, me and my husband, we went to the strip joint. We had a ball for his birthday. And the guy's like, oh, I could never take my wife to yeah. a strip club. And then yeah. my husband ended up having the same conversation with the wife. And she was like, oh, my God, I wish we could go. I'm like, are you living in the same house? Exactly. Your man is always saying you would never go. And you're saying you wish you would go. What the fuck? I tell women, you know, and it's not that big of a deal now. 20 years ago, it's probably more big of a deal. But I tell women, go with your husband to the strip club. One, you can keep an eye on how much money he spends. <laughs> so he don't spend it. I was like, I think that's enough money yeah. for him tonight. You know, but go. Yeah. It's, a, it's a lot of fun. It, um, I think strippers t- give you a, an insight to the art of the tease, right? Absolutely. Because Ain't nobody fucking. So they give you the art of the tease and and to watch them do lap dances and watch this. This it's literally an art. It is an art. And it and men are so bless their hearts, they're so simple to please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, feed, basically, basically feed them and fuck them. I mean, you know, and tell them they're amazing. That, you know, that that. I mean, to, to put it very simply, like, oh, my God, you're amazing. But um, I think also knowing the five love languages. Do you work with people with the, their five love languages and helping them? To, I um, do. I mm-hmm. do. 
Uh, and teaching them like you have to cater to their love language, not like not yours, which, you know, it's always funny to go through that with them because I am a really good example um, of what they shouldn't do. Do as I say, not as I do. Okay. Um, so I really enjoy gifts. I love gifts. That's my love language. So I am one of those people. I give gifts because I feel like if I love gifts, you got to love gifts. And mm. people are like, I, I'm talking, I don't want a gift. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why, because it's an amazing gift, but okay. You know, and so I explained that to them. I'm like, no, like I understand. I need to know if you like words of affirmation, you mm-hmm. don't give my gift. You want the words of affirmation. And so once I'm able to break it down um, for them in that manner, then they're understanding. And lots of times they're like, yeah, no, I'm not. Like, I know what it is, but I'm not doing it. Um, and it's, just it's a muscle that's not being used and they're not mm-hmm. thinking about it. Just not mm-hmm. thinking about it because we're in routine. It's like we've been together, you know, for instance, three to five years. We've been doing this. We have our routine. We do the same thing every day. And I'm like, well, let's just try something different for a minute and see <laughs> yes. what happens. Let me get on top. Let me get on top. <laughs> <laughs> Like, let me just let let me throw this out there and see and see what happens. And, you know, with every client, I we go through the same routine. We have the conversations about expectations and boundaries. Um, Mm -hmm. Then we, you know, then we go through a sex manual. Then we go through exploration days. Um, And they're like, well, what am I supposed to do with that? I said, literally, this is not sex. It's research. Two Mm. days out of the week, you swing. Go in there. Do you like this? Do you like that? It's it's literally research. It's not meant to be sexy. It's for answers. And then you're not asking those questions in the bedroom because we're doing exploration exercises, you know, every week or every other week, every month, just to make sure we're on top of what you like. When I get in the bedroom, I already know. I don't have to ask any questions. So, well, question, question: Have you ever had a couple that you give these exercises to? Right. The exercise outside the bedroom and then the exercise inside the bedroom and they come back the next week or three weeks or whatever it is. And you go, so did you do what I said? Well, we attempted it, but, you know, he wasn't doing shit right. He wasn't doing what you said. And he's like, no, she wasn't doing what, what you said. You're like, so y'all did nothing. Like, like, no, because he wasn't doing it right. I told him his hand was supposed to be on the top left side of my boob, and he decided <laughs> to put it on the bottom right side of my hip. And I told him that's not where I'd like to be touched. So he ain't doing it right. You know, I mean, do you have that couple mm. that their communication is so far off? I mean, how do you, they can't even get to the sexual part because their communication part is just in the shit. Believe it or not, no, I have not had that come up because a lot of that comes up when we talk about the expectations and the boundaries. Mm-hmm. That's where I need to filter all of that. Well, you know, one time I said that to her and she didn't do it. And so I just don't bring it up anymore. That's mm-hmm. where I'm usually able to filter out the expectations and the boundaries and we can have the disagreements and, you know, the resistance. That's mm-hmm. where I'm usually, that's where it irons out. So by the time, because I'm not taking you through the rest of the stuff until you can, you can tell me and your partner, or if I'm just working with one person until you can tell me exactly what it is that you want and what you don't want. Exactly. We'll, we'll exactly. Long as we need to before I take you into exercising in the bedroom, because it it benefits no one 
to go into the bedroom and you still can't tell me that you like you like your thigh rubbed or you like a head massage or you absolutely do not like when um you know when he when he grabs the fat on the side or you know when he says a certain word to you or things like that like it benefits us none because now you're still you're still hiding like, and like no when he calls you like when he calls you Natasha and your name is Nancy <laughs> <laughs> You know, like we've talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, I was thinking about our therapist. Like, why are you thinking about Natasha in bed with me? Well, you right. know, she's hot. <laughs> she's sexy. I like her titties. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yep, I'm all up their stuff. Please believe it. Uh, you don't know how many people are using you to fantasize with during sex. Well, or do you? I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> cute shit, Taylor. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Wait, stop. No, I'm trying to tell you. I know you. I see your picture. I know you are. <laughs> so, do you also do you do you only work primarily with uh, monogamous people, or do you also work with ethical non uh, ethical non monogamous folks as well? And which 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 segment of the ethical non monogamy community do you work with? If you do, because there's all these things on the umbrella. So, you know, I'm, I'm definitely open to it. I definitely am a kink aware professional. Like I have all the credentials. Mm -hmm. However, I, the ones that gravitate to me or, you know, are the monogamous ones. So that's what, that's what I've been working with. Now I have had people bring it to me, um, as far as an option and we immediately take it off the table because they're not there yet. They're using it as, um, that's normally what happens when it does come up. It's being used as a tool to decide if we should or shouldn't be together. And so we just immediately take that off the table because that's that's not the way we do it. That's that's not how this goes. How um, how so? How so? What do you mean they use it as a tool to decide? Um, so it's more of a we don't we don't know if we still want to be together. We don't like, we're trying to figure out if this is, if this is right for both of us. And so this conversation has come up about having an open relationship. And I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. no, that, that's not what this is for going into right. that means that you're both on the same page. Exactly. Um, you talked about it. You understand the status of your relationship. This is not a let's figure it out. How about we figure it out first and then you make a decision on what works. And so that, that if I could say, frustrates me the most is it's using these other, you know, non-traditional sexual avenues as a way to figure out if the relationship is going to work or not. Um, mm -hmm. And then sometimes clients getting frustrated with me when I'm just honest and I'm like, no, why would, that's like probably the worst thing that you could do, especially the threesomes, like, no. No, I've had lots of women DM me. My my partner wants a threesome, but I don't know because you know things have been rocky. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yeah. I don't know why you're in with this because you already know the answer. You want either you want someone to give you permission to do it, or mm -hmm. you want someone from doing it. And so you already know what the answer is. But we're yeah. they're so wanting to to please and get that validation from the outside, and so. You know, sometimes it's sad. It's sad to watch when they don't they don't want to hear what is really there. And they just all they know is seeking external validation because they don't have that value and they don't have that that worth within them to believe 
that they deserve more and that there is more out there. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's one of the ways I really get sucked in is, you know, how you want someone, you see the best for someone and you're like, I, I know what's on the other side. If you just do what I tell you. And oh, I right. get, oh I my God. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not doing what you tell me to do. Right. I get sucked into that. And sometimes it, it messes with my ego. Cause I'm like, I just know you can do better and you don't want to do it. And so I've definitely been doing my own work of understanding. I have to meet people where they are. And if they're not ready, mm-hmm. they're not, they're not ready. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I get to choose what part of the journey, um, especially in the coaching, I get to choose what part of the journey that I join them on. So if I, if I cannot connect with you on the level of where you're ready, um, and you're going to fight me and there's going to be all this resistance and all this questioning, you're not the best fit for me. Cause you know, I want women who they're, they're ready. They want the accountability. They, they want that hard, but nice push, like that nice, nasty, like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what they're looking for. And they're ready because they're like, something has to change. That's where I want to meet my clients at. I don't, I don't want to do the convincing, you know, when you first start a business, you feel like you have to do the convincing of clients. I'm mm. not there anymore. I don't want to convince you to do the work. Like I want you to know that you're ready. There, there, um, there is a, a say, I was saying from, I don't know, a thousand years ago, it feels like now, but you could, a man or a woman, but a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Mm-hmm. Right? Or a woman convinced against her will is of the same opinion still. So they may go along with what you do, what you say, but at, at, in their heart of hearts, they don't want to. So at some point they revert back to whatever the, whatever the hell they were doing. Anyway, wasting mm-hmm. everyone's time. And I tell anyone going to therapy and or coaching, but especially therapy. Well, no, both really. You have to give full disclosure because a mm-hmm. therapist cannot help you if you don't give full disclosure. So um, out of my 25 year marriage, the first half was monogamous. And then we opened up during the second half. And it was mm-hmm. my it was my idea to open the relationship. And um, the relationship was fine. We, we were both, you know, we weren't having any struggles. There was no infidelity. It was, you know, we had already been mm-hmm. to counseling for communication years before that. And so we were good and we got introduced to swinging it when didn't want to do that. So we decided to just right. start with open and we, a couple of years later, we kind of backed into the swinging and then I transitioned into poly and kink and he was like, we're doing what now? So, but we, we were going to therapy, not for the open portion of our relationship, just for the, the regular day-to-day shit that we were not on the same page about. Mm-hmm. And I remember the therapist saying that we went to, who was a sex therapist, saying that, okay, so once we get this part worked out, you're going to stop sleeping with other men and he'll stop sleeping. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't fuck up shit. That part works just fine. Don't <laughs> fuck like, with... Go- not don't, don't. <laughs> we are not here to talk about why the open... Our swinging part works fine. Leave it right. alone. Stop fucking with shit you don't know nothing about. <laughs> Deal with this other shit over here. Get him to do the laundry or... You know, take out the trash, you know, whatever it is. I was on a podcast and somebody was like, well, you're a sex goddess. What turns you on? I might take out the trash. Because my, my love language, girl, my love I, language is acts of service. I'm like, you want your dick sucked? Take out the trash. I, I'm so funny that you say that. When I talk about foreplay with my clients, I'm like, 
I come home and them dishes are done. The floor Baby. is fine. Oh, shoot. Meet me. Meet me there. Uh, baby, I'm about to give you, I'm about to suck your dick right here on the couch. <laughs> you know, right. My man cleaned out the refrigerator, my new man, cleaned out the refrigerator. Clean out the, re- I hate cleaning the Clean out the refrigerator. refrigerator. Girl, cleaned out the, all the shelves, took out the drawers, washed them, polished them, put everything back in, in the refrigerator by height with all the labels facing forward. I'm like, baby. <laughs> I'm in love with you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Like I love you. <laughs> then I, I found never, out ever his OCD. He's OCD. This is what happened. So he's like, "Could you keep the refrigerator like the, like the refrigerator like this when I'm not here?" No, I will oh. not. <laughs> but I'm gonna suck your dick now because you suggested an amazing job. But no, I, I don't give a shit about the labels facing for and the height of the milk for the juice and all of that with your OCD ass. I go to his place and he was like, baby, stop dropping your stuff all over the house. Just, just this is your corner. I'm like, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, calm down. <laughs> you ended up being the person. Yeah, I just come in the house, drop a purse here, kick off the shoes there, drop my clothes there. You know, he's like, stop it. Yeah. So, so I know uh, I'm going to give people your social media before we hang up, but I want to talk about um, your private Facebook group, Be Centrally Free and Sexually Confident for Women. Tell me about that group or tell us about that group and what happens in there. <laughs> oh, I love my group. That's one of my happy places. Um, it's oh. really just Um, A space that I provided for women to come in and feel comfortable to ask questions, um, to get support. Um, That that is my community. So anytime I'm having something, doing something, want ideas, I go there first. Like that's always the place that I go go to first. Um, And I've gotten a lot of thank yous of thank you for having conversations like I'll have kink conversations in there. I have body concern conversations in there. Um, I ask simple questions of what would you name your vagina if she had a name? You know, like I really just ask the yes. questions never thought about where they're like, well, why would I name her? It doesn't matter. Just put a name out there. What would you call her? You know, so it's just mm. a, it, to get comfortable and to get to know me and know that there are professionals out here like that. We're not here to shame you. We're not here to judge you. We just want whatever you want for yourself. And it is possible. So it's women from all areas. Like some are super confident um, Mm -hmm. and can give support to the point of where some are like, yeah, I don't even look at my body in the mirror. So, you know, I, I love it. I'm definitely developing more for that space. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just to give them what is probably missing in their, their day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. And so one of the services uh, your current services that you offer called She Central VIP Sessions. Tell tell us what is that and t- tell oh, us about that VIP. service. Who knew that sitting with someone for two hours could be so exciting? But like, <laughs> um, Central VIP Day is a two-hour session with me. You get a sexy swag bag. Um, and then I meet with my clients for 30 minutes, 30 days after. So within that session, it's really 
um, what is your goal? What do you want to meet? And we talk it out and we come up with action plans. Like we get through all the, all the mind stuff, all the body stuff. Like we go through it all um, so that I can get you a result. Like I can get you into action so that mm-hmm. when we meet 30 days, you've done something, you know, you've gotten a win, you feel confident, you've started implementing one thing in your routine that mm-hmm. gets you close to the body you want, the sex you want, the communication you want, the mindset mm-hmm. you want. Mm-hmm. I want I want the women that come out of that VIP session to be like, this one thing really set it off. How can I do more? Um, so mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what that is. And, and how do they book you for that? Is that through email or? Yes, they can email me at nreillycoaching at gmail.com or you can DM me on Facebook at Natasha Chantel. You can just slide in my DM. Just nreillycoaching uh, at gmail.com. I will add that to your links on our site. And Natasha, I just can't tell you how happy I am to have had you here today. This has been just amazing and all you are a wealth of information and help for so many people thank you i appreciate you having me you are you are a delight i like your conversation (laughs) thank you so much (laughs) so for all of my sexy listeners to stay up to date with natasha you can of course visit her and slide into her dms on facebook (laughs) under natasha chantille that's n-a-t-a S-H-A-C-H-E-N-T-I-L-L-E. And of course, I will have the links. Her private Facebook group is also, I'll have the link for that, which is Be Centrally Free and Sexually Confident. And she's also on Patreon under Natasha Chantille. And please, by all means, talk to her, sign up, email her. I will put her email address on nreillycoaching at gmail.com on the site to find out about how you can book your own She's Central VIP Sessions Day. Um, It's two hours of coaching with her, swag bag, 30-day follow-up, and it will be totally worth your time and a treat for yourself to be more sensually free, sexually confident, and to get what you want. And of course, you can stay up to date with me at sistersofsexuality.com and our all social media at Sisters of Sexuality. And if you have any questions for me or any of my guests, feel free to email me at sistersofsexuality at gmail.com. And of course, on my main page, Organic Lovin, L-O-V-E-N, and all social media. If you like this episode, please leave us a comment. And as always, share, subscribe, and support. Stay sexy. Bye-bye. Organic Lovin'. For the bodies you love to love. How do people describe you? Are you curious? Playful? Maybe sensual? Adventurous? How about open-minded? The truth is, no matter who you are, Organic Lovin' has something to indulge your fantasies. We offer only organic, natural, and eco-friendly intimate body products including vegan condoms, organic lubricants, body-safe sex toys, and sex-positive books. You won't find anything harmful in our products or toys. We also have a full range of other experiences, including erotic seminars and exotic adult-only vacations. Receive our adult subscription box for a monthly sexual delight. Be educated, entertained, and informed. Organic Lovin', for her 
for him, for you, for the bodies you love to love. Visit OrganicLovin.com. We offer shipping worldwide, so stop by the site anytime. Organic Lovin'. That's L-O-V-E-N dot com.